Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist life coach, and you've got episode number 43. Hello, hello, and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perium and Apology. Today, we're going to talk about the most common chief complaint that I see in my clinical practice in midlife women, and that is sleep issues and insomnia. In this episode, I'm going to talk about some of the reasons why our sleep quality and quantity can decline during our perimenopausal and menopausal years. And from there, I'm going to be offering a free online class called How to Improve Your Sleep in Midlife to outline some strategies that you can use to potentially improve your sleep or possibly even solve your insomnia entirely. This free online class is going to be taking place on Tuesday, September 12th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. During this class, I'm going to review the common causes of sleep issues for women and people who cycle and menstruate at this stage in life. Then I'm going to share my top strategy for helping my clients and clinical patients begin to improve their sleep. And by the way, the strategy is completely free and can be started anytime in the comfort of your own home. So again, this class is going to be happening on September 12th, 2023 at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Zoom. You can sign up by heading to michellecaplet.com forward slash sleep to reserve your free spot in the class. Yes, there will be a replay for those of you who can't make it at the time of the class, but I would love to encourage you to attend live because I'm saving time at the end to answer any questions that you might have. Advanced registration is required in order to attend. You can do this at michellecapler.com forward slash sleep. And of course, I will link that up in the show notes so you can find it easily. And yes, again, there will be a replay. So if you can't attend live, sign up anyway, and we'll send you a recording of the class. So let's get into it. We're going to talk all about sleep. I've shared this before on the podcast, but I've been somebody who struggles with sleep for almost a decade. When my first child was born, something really shifted in my body. I went from being a person who sleeps well to being a person who really struggles to sleep. I think when you become a parent, your nervous system inevitably changes as a survival mechanism to ensure the safety of your children. And for me and for many other people, this significantly impacted my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep, mostly the latter. I was the person who, like clockwork, was up wide awake at 2.30 a.m. every morning and it would take me hours to fall back to sleep. I've tried all the things over the years. I've been to doctors and naturopaths and every other kind of practitioner out there. I've read all the books on the subject and I've listened to all the podcasts. I've tried medications and supplements and herbs and meditation and sleep hygiene and all the things. And eventually I got to a place where I had it mostly managed with the help of some nightly sustained release melatonin and some lifestyle strategies. And then as I began to approach my perimenopausal years, my sleep took a nosedive in quality all over again in response to my changing hormonal landscape. So I re-engaged in the slow and kind of tedious process of trial and error to see what would help me get better sleep. And now I'm in a place where I have it mostly managed again. 
And like with most chronic health issues, finding a permanent solution to eliminate the problem forever is a goal that often leads to disappointment because our bodies are living, changing, and evolving all the time. Our bodies adapt and change with our environment and the state of our relationships and our life circumstances. And what this means is that there are periods of improvement and relief, and then there are regressions. So it's our work to keep showing up accepting that this is our particular version of living in an imperfect human body, and then just trying the next thing to see if it's going to help. So my goal for today's episode is to share a few of the most common root causes of insomnia for women and people who cycle and menstruate at this stage in life. And I'm sharing this info for a very specific reason. It is my belief and my ethics when it comes to medical practice and coaching that body literacy is baseline step one to working toward a solution for any health issue. When we understand how our bodies work, it helps in a number of ways. First and foremost, it takes the morality and guilt out of having something like this happen. People socialized as women in our culture are taught to firstly and immediately ask themselves, what did I do wrong when something comes up with our health and our bodies? healthism, diet culture, and the conflation of quote-unquote optimal health, whatever that means, with being a correct, good, and moral human, leads to this place where we end up assuming that if we get sick or have a health issue come up, that it must be because we fucked up in some way. And it's my belief, and what I've seen time and time again in clinical practice and with my coaching clients, is that learning more deeply about how our very human, imperfect bodies work this can begin to soften this assumption, which means that we can renounce that self-imposed pressure and anxiety of needing to figure out what we've done wrong and to fix it. The second reason why knowing how our bodies work, both on an individual and a general population level, is that it can allow us to advocate for the best healthcare and treatment possible with our healthcare providers. If we know what's normal and what's not normal for people in general and for ourselves individually, we can go into our medical appointments knowing exactly how to describe the problem that we're having and guide the conversation to potential diagnostics or solutions or treatments. Having this knowledge might mean the difference between getting an answer like, well, this is age-related and you're just going to have to live with it, versus yes, that's outside the normal limits, let's send you for some testing to rule out any underlying causes. Or maybe even from the details you provided, it sounds like this problem, so let's try this treatment and see if you can get some relief. So here are the five most common underlying reasons why midlife women and people who cycle and menstruate might have trouble sleeping. Before I begin, I want to offer my usual disclaimer that this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only, should not be used in place of diagnosis and treatment with a qualified healthcare professional, and does not indicate the formation of a provider-patient relationship. So the first most common cause of sleep issues at this time in life is hormone changes, and that might not be a mystery. During menopause and perimenopause, the levels of both estrogen and progesterone decline. Eventually, both of these hormones settle at their new lower levels and the body acclimates to those lower levels, but it can be incredibly disruptive for people as they move through the process, and this means a few things for sleep. So there might be full-on physical symptoms that are keeping you up. So hot flashes, night sweats, anxiety, which all have the potential to disrupt your sleep. And then there's also the direct impacts of lower hormone levels 
levels themselves. So estrogen and especially progesterone have mood regulating effects and a soothing calming quality. So even if you aren't experiencing frank hot flashes or anxiety, you might still be kept up because you're missing that kind of chilled out effect of normal levels of progesterone, especially in the post ovulation phase if you're still cycling and ovulating. The second most common cause of sleep issues at this stage is experiencing stress and anxiety due to life circumstances. At this time in life, women often deal with the balance of caring for aging parents and having kids or teens in the house who are still dependent on you. And we've come to lovingly deem this the sandwich generation. If, and if you're in it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's also common to have opportunities for career advancement or possible new career opportunities, or maybe even starting a business. There's also this theme that comes up commonly at this time in life, which we talk about often in the podcast, which is having a bit of an identity crisis of sorts as we move through this second version of puberty in our lives. During this transition, we often ask questions like, well, if I'm no longer young and hot and having babies, then what's my value? I'm getting old and society doesn't value older women. Or how am I going to stay relevant and worthy? My body's changing and what does that mean for my self-image or my intimate relationship or my partnership? And then there's also the part where we finally maybe have a little room to breathe and time to ask ourselves questions like, well, what do I actually want in life? What do I want to spend my time doing? And what brings me pleasure? And because we all live busy lives, we often process these questions and issues during the time that we actually want to be sleeping. And you might know this intimately if you've ever woken up in the middle of the night and couldn't get back to sleep because you just have something on your mind that you're sorting through. It's often because we don't or can't allow ourselves the opportunity to address it in the daytime. So it comes up at night because it's got to get processed at some point. The next common cause of sleep issues is underlying medical issues. There's a wide range of medical conditions that can negatively impact sleep that tend to surface during midlife. A few examples of this are chronic pain, sleep apnea, restless leg syndrome, arthritis, clinical depression. Of course, if one of these issues is making it more difficult for you to sleep, there are often treatment options that can be tried to see if sleep improves as a side effect of addressing the underlying condition. The next most common cause of sleep issues in midlife is medication side effects. It's common for folks to develop health concerns that require pharmaceutical medications at this time in life. And for some people, insomnia or overstimulation can happen as a result of needing to take medications. I think it goes without saying, but just in case it doesn't, if you are having a light bulb moment right now that you might be experiencing sleep issues because of a new medication, please do not go off your medications without having a conversation with the physician who prescribed them. There may be alternative drugs that you can try or a lower dose that you can take, but please don't stop anything without talking to your doctor about it first. The last most common cause of sleep issues, and I want to tread very gently and lately on this one, is lifestyle. So I'm talking about diet, sleep hygiene, exercise, the use of caffeine and alcohol, and other lifestyle choices can all have an impact on sleep quality and quantity. Now, as I just said, I want to tread really lightly with this one because yes, it is important to address and consider these factors, but I also want to highlight that even if you make all the quote unquote correct changes, even if you do it quote unquote perfectly, you might still experience sleep difficulties due to one of the other factors that I talked about today or something else entirely. So yes, you want to consider lifestyle choices because they do impact our sleep. For example, if you're drinking two pots of coffee every day, you might want to try reducing 
reducing your intake or limiting your caffeine too earlier in the day to see if it has a positive impact on your sleep. But you also want to make sure that you address and investigate other potential causes as well. Because for example, if it's actually clinical depression that's causing your insomnia, coffee reduction might help a little, but unless you address the actual underlying condition, you'll probably just continue to experience sleep issues. So just something to consider. So now you might be thinking, okay, now I understand the potential causes, and this might give you some info that you can take to your doctor to start the conversation about solutions and how to improve sleep from a medical perspective. But you might be wondering if there's anything that you can do to address sleep as you work toward a potential solution. Or maybe you're thinking, yeah, none of these things that you talked about apply to me and I'm still not sleeping. So then you're going to want to join me for my free class called How to Improve Your Sleep in Midlife on September 12th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Again, pre-registration is required in order to attend, and you can do that at michellecapla.com forward slash sleep. Yes, there will be a replay for those who can't attend live, and so you can go ahead and sign up right now via that link, or I will put it in the show notes, of course. So that's going to be it for me today. Until next time, thanks for listening. Did you know that I'm a coach and clinician that helps women and people who cycle and menstruate make perimenopause the best thing that's ever happened to them? I deeply believe that you deserve to feel at home in your body and I want to help you get there. If this resonates with you, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief you deserve using Chinese medicine. Or if you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellecapla.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you. Thank you.